With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time to play like a jet with your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? Smith rifles that one to Mims. And that's a foot race. He's going to win. Touchdown, Baylor. Denzel Mims with another monster score of 70 yards. Five straight games, Anthony, where he's got a touchdown catch of over 20. That's deflected. And picked up Mason. He'll take it in. It's a pick six. Bell into the middle of that line, and it's a touchdown. Big return for Crowder, 85 yards. There was contact with the quarterback, and it's incomplete. They got pressure on Prescott. It was Adams who came blitzing in. He'll hit immediately when he got the handoff. You know and that's <laughs> the Q-inator. Oh, my gosh. Listen, thank you. From the TOJ Digital Studio, this is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at PlayLikeAJet1. And I am really happy to have back on to talk about the Jets' offseason moves. One of my favorite guests, somebody that I've said many times is a big part of the reason why this show became a daily show because he did the daily training camp reports a couple of years ago that really began everything in motion in my head to do this on a daily basis. So in a way, Daryl, your training camp reports have led to my long-term insanity. I don't blame you for it, though. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, happy to contribute to my insanity. Happy to have done my part, yeah. <laughs> Daryl Slater of NJ.com and New Jersey Advanced Media, who covers the NFL now. He did cover the Jets for a while, but now, thankfully for his sanity, he's covering the entire league rather than just what's going on at Florham Park. So, Daryl, let's talk about what the Jets did in the offseason, sir. It's been a while since we've talked, so I'm curious to hear what you think. You came on before free agency in the draft, and you gave your thoughts on what they should do and what they probably would do. Now that everything's in the books, let's start with the draft. Makai Becton, what would you think of that? You know, you can't really blame him for making that pick. I mean, if you look at all four of those offensive tackles, uh, you know, there's varying opinions on whether Thomas or Wills or Becton um, – or worse is is the better is the best of the four, you know. And I think if you look at Beckham, there's obviously a lot of upside. They, you know, they pass on worse. 
I guess Wills was gone. Um, so, you know, the, you know, that'll be the discussion for years. I mean, did they make the right call with Beckton over Werfs or should they have gone the other way there? Um, so, I look. I, I think they could have been. Fi- they would have been fine with either guy, based on what we know now. But we'll see how things pan out. Obviously, Becton is a really interesting guy. I mean, just because of the size, it's fascinating. Um, got a chance to write a story about him after the draft and talk to some people from his past and his present about you know managing his weight and that sort of thing. He's just a really unique body type. In terms of the other guys, obviously they needed a receiver. I think you know the, the discussion is going to be: Did they make the right move trading back? Uh, and getting Mims, or you know, I guess they missed out on uh, KJ Hamler and and, and uh, Van Jefferson there in the second round. So those, that those will be the comparisons for a few years now. Um, but yeah, I think that you know they they needed to give Sam Darnold some weapons and some protection. I think if you start with the protection part of it, they had to get a, a better center. They had to get an upgrade. I think McGovern will be a nice upgrade there. And uh, in terms of you know guard, obviously Van Roten. Uh, and then it looks like they're going to keep Brian Winters. So the question with him is, can he stay healthy? He's a pretty solid player when he can. Tackle is going to be obviously a concern. You know, is Becton ready to contribute? Obviously, he's going to, he's going to be starting in, as a rookie. Is he ready to to play well as a rookie? Uh, and then what about the right tackle spot? If he if he's indeed the left tackle, so where does Fant fit in? Is Adoga going to be any better? So I think there's still questions, but it's not like they were going to be able to solve everything all at once. But I think Joe Douglas did a nice job there. So they had to get Darnold protection and playmakers. That's the protection part and the and the run push part. But did he get enough playmakers? I think that that's got to still be a concern. I mean, if you look at this team's three receivers, we did a tail of the tape today from the Jets between the Jets and the Giants, position by position. So the Giants have Golden Tate, Sterling Shepard, Darius Slayton, and those are not really great. That's not a great trio, but it's better than what the Jets have. I mean, <laughs> I, 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 Crowder's a fine player. Perryman, I can't get wrapped up in this narrative that Perryman's all of a sudden going to be the guy we thought he was going to be coming out of the draft because he had five good games last year. I, I'm not, I'm not buying it. Um, you know, I think he's a downgrade from Robbie Anderson, who is, you know, you could even debate whether Anderson's a number one receiver. So, and then, I, so Mims is really going to be the interesting one here. Can he, it, you know, can he not be the next Stephen Hill? <laughs> That's a start. And then, you know, is he going to be able to contribute as a rookie? So, it's it's a kind of a you know a fascinating. Mix there. I think that those were the two things on offense they had to address. And then obviously the secondary uh, and edge rusher were, were the two there corner and edge rusher on defense. Edge rusher remains a question mark. You know, it really does. But look, Greg Williams got a lot out of his defense last year with, with a lot of missing pieces. Um, so who's to say he can't do it again with his number one corner with, you know, no elite edge rusher and then his number one corner being Pierre Desir. Uh, you know, and we'll see what happens to Logan Ryan. But, uh, they gave Williams some stuff to work with, and he's certainly shown, or he did last year, that he can he can kind of make some chicken salad out of out of, out of a group of guys who, uh, largely because of injuries, obviously, and then you know Tremaine Johnson being brutal, uh, you know they, he could do, he could do some good things. So I think the expectation should be that this defense should be pretty good again, even though there are some spots where you look at and say, uh, you know, uh, you know where 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 is the production going to come from? There was a lot to digest, so let's break it down part by part so we can go a little bit more in depth. Let's start with what you were talking about with the playmakers. Robbie Anderson gone out the door, goes to Carolina, two years, $20 million. They bring in Perriman to replace him. We know about Mims in the second round. Do you think that Joe Douglas did enough 
given the circumstances. As you said, they need more playmakers for Sam Darnold, and Robbie Anderson was somebody that he had developed a rapport with. Should they have gone a little bit more into the piggy bank, so to speak, to grab Robbie Anderson and keep him here? Was there somebody else they could have added on top of Perriman or instead of Perriman? What do you think? Where do you think Joe Douglas went right and wrong there? Yeah, I think they should. They, they could have equaled that offer from Carolina. That, it's not like he got incredibly overpaid. I, I don't think so. I don't know what you think, but it's not like that contract is obscene. Um, obviously, in free agency, a guy's price is going to get driven up by demand from other teams. So uh, he's a guy that they got a lot of production out of for not a lot of money. If you look at it like that, they got he was a bargain for a few years here, uh, 16, 17, 18, and 19, as an undrafted guy. You know, pay him the money and then say, look, that's, what, six years worth of production, and then you average out that money over that time, and you can justify it. You probably justify it to yourself. Like, this guy was worth it. Um, I know you pay for – obviously, ideally, you want to pay for future production and not past results, but um, I, I really – I don't see, looking at that interesting contract, that anything was particularly, you know, obscene about it. And the You know, the issue comes in here that, uh, you know, everyone says, all right, well, look, obviously, you know, Perriman's a one-year thing. You know, Douglas looks at this and sees, sees more than a one-year rebuild. But, I mean, again, how many times are they going to go down this road of, well, we're going to give a short-term contract to guys, so if he stinks, we can pull the plug and try again, roll the dice again. You're into year three of a relatively affordable contract for a, a promising young quarterback. The, the clock is ticking here. If Sam Darnold is really good this year, say, and the Jets finish 7-9, 8-8, then, you know, he's going to start moving toward wanting to get paid, and that shifts away of what you can do elsewhere in your roster. So, I, I, look, I, I'm again, I'm not sold on Perriman. I'm not. I mean, I, I just – the track record is what it is at this point, and five games has not changed my, you know, my mind of what type of player he is. Uh, I think Mims is going to be really interesting. I think he's got a lot of potential, and he's got deep threat potential. So the, the, the one thing Sam Darnold mentioned, on a call with us, we asked what he's working on this offseason, and he mentioned deep ball accuracy. And so if he can marry that up with um, maybe Perryman doing a better job of catching the ball and Mims um, you know, kind of realizing some of his potential as, a, as, a, as a, not only a speed guy but a guy with some size, maybe the Jets can push the ball down the field a little bit um, more than they did last year. And so I think that'll be a big potential key to their success. So, And then Chris Herndon, I, I think, you know, don't forget him. You know, I think he's a, he's a wild card we haven't talked about a lot because, you know, if he can stay healthy, maybe he can do what he did as a rookie and that can, that can throw in. And, uh, you know, I, look, Le'Veon Bell, Frank Gore, we'll see. I mean, you got one guy in Gore who you wonder how much he's got left in the tank and then another guy in Bell who you kind of wonder the same. And there's no more excuses here for Bell and Gates. And they got a better offensive line, so uh, there should be better production. He said they've got a better offensive line, but how much better is it going to be? I think we can all agree that Connor McGovern is a major upgrade at center. Wouldn't take much if we're being honest about it, but McGovern is a solid center. And then from there, you take a look. Alex Lewis was here last year, so it's the same thing there. And he's hurt all the time, so you can't count on him staying healthy. Whether it's Van Roten or Winters, either it's Winters, who's the same and he's hurt all the time, or Van Roten, who's been a bit of a journeyman. Maybe at best, he's a slight upgrade over Winters. You've got Fant at tackle, who's never been really a proven starter. He's spot started and been very shaky as a spot starter. Makai Becton comes in here, which long run should be a huge upgrade. But in the short run, you know there's going to be the usual bumps and bruises for a rookie tackle. 
Adoga's here, but what's his role going to be? Is he somebody that ends up just sitting behind Fant and learning for a year? So when you look at the offensive line, you have to wonder, I think, does newer mean better? That's a legitimate question, right? I think it does uh, in this case because I remember, I remember a couple of years ago talking to you know Josh McCown after the season, just BSing with him, and I think it was Sam Darnold's rookie year. And uh, I think that's right, right? Yeah, because he was he was on the team there his rookie year in 2018, and um, he was talking about uh, you know having a, a really good center or a confident center makes a huge difference for a young quarterback. And you think of the centers that Sam Darnold has had, you know Ryan Khalil last season, and then Jonathan Harrison, and then Spencer Long. Uh, they have not had a competent center since Nick Mangold, and it's shown. Um, and so. I think if McGovern can can be that, then I think he's their best shot so far at, at answering that question. You know, what happens with Sam Darnold and this offensive line when they have a center who's who's competent? I mean, he's the best center they've had since Nick Mangle. I mean, obviously the guys he's competing against for that designation are not particularly good players. Uh, you know, Khalil was, but not not no longer. At, at obviously, last season at that stage of his career, so. Yeah, I think you know the center situation will, will help the entire offensive line. I think the interior of the offensive line should be better. Um, if you think, you know, look, I think winners will be. I mean, unless you think like, oh, winners is going to be hurt again for the whole year. Uh, if, if he can stay mostly healthy, I think he's going to be an upgrade over his production from last year. Uh, and I think Van Roden will be, will be an upgrade there from Lewis at left guard. So you feel good about the interior of the offensive line, and I think that should help get more of a push in the running game and keep defenses off balance. But again, I think you hit the nail on the head with Fant. I mean, I don't, I don't get that. Like the guy hasn't really done anything, you know, like why are we, why are they paying him? Um, you know, I, I know they needed depth there and the, you know, the, the problem is you can't count on a Doga and, and it's not like shell was any good. Um, so that's again, the problem. I mean, they drafted two underwhelming players in shell and a Doga. And when you don't draft well enough, you got to try to patch it over, and it's not like you can sign two big money, uh, you know, offensive tackles. You know, they decided to not throw money at Jack Conklin, and so then how do they go about it? You know, you have to go a little bit toward the bargain, uh, bargain department there. But uh, you know, is Becton going to be, uh, you know, an impressive player from from in year one? I it's it's really hard to envision that happening. So I think there are concerns on the edge of the offensive line. There are definitely concerns. And how will that manifest itself in production, pass protection? I think, yeah, I think it still could be a concern. I think that interior means they're going to be a, a smarter line with with McGovern as their center, uh, more aware, able to kind of notice things for Darnold. And I think, uh, you know, and he remember he's entering year two in this offense too. And then I think they'll get a better push in the running game, so that should help. So I think the the line is is better. It's not like it had a, you know, that not like being better than last year is a huge accomplishment. But um, there are obviously are concerns to tackle. So, with Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. What about defense? I know that they brought back Jordan Jenkins on a short contract. They brought back Brian Poole on a short contract. They went out and they got some depth, both at corner and an inside linebacker. And you would think Pierre Desir, with the very least, be an upgrade over what they had last year. No major investments there, unlike last year where they brought in C.J. Mosley, for instance. What do you think overall, though? Solid strategy, just kind of adding little pieces and keeping some of the guys in tow for a defense that did pretty well last year with Greg Williams? Yeah, I think Mosley's health, Avery Williamson's health, those that position group will be a major upgrade from, from where it was. I think those two guys playing together can do some nice things. Obviously, presuming Jamal Adams is still around and Marcus May, I mean, those guys are two of the best safeties in the league. Like, you even throw Marcus May in there, too. So, um Right through the middle of your defense, I think you have to feel good. The pass rush is going to be, again, a concern. It's been this way. How, long, how many years have we been talking about this with the, their lack of pass rush? Now, if Quinn and Williams can take the next step, he can really help in that department. Obviously, he didn't really impress last season, and nor did Henry Anderson. I, honestly, I, I didn't cover a lot of Jet games last year just because I was doing a lot of Giants, and then I was on paternity leave. I, I didn't realize that Henry Anderson had such terrible numbers until I was going through <laughs> this uh, tail of the tape thing for the Giants and the Jets. I mean, goodness gracious. They gave the guy $17 million. He did next to nothing. I know, um, you know, obviously he played 13 games. I, and, you know, I'm sure he was nicked up a little bit there, obviously. But um, but he has to start earning his pay there. And if he can do that, if Williams can do that, they can maybe get more of a push. Um, the cornerback situation will be the glare. The Jordan Jenkins deal, I think that's a good deal for the Jets. I mean, that's a, that's a cheap contract they brought him back on. And he's a guy who I know he's never going to be an elite pass rusher, but he's worked really hard at trying to make himself better in that area. And it's shown. I mean, the numbers show it. Like he's, a, he's a better pass rusher. Uh, you know, is he, you know, he's not Deacon Jones, but I mean, look, but he, he's, he's, he's a good pass rusher. Um, they need to, they need to, they needed to put somebody else with him. And if they had the luxury of, you know, not having a billion needs going into the draft again because they've drafted so poorly over the years, they maybe could have addressed that position higher in the draft. Again, they go with a third-round uh, edge rusher out of uh, Florida 
I would think that this kid could be better than Ja'Kai Polite, but I guess you never know. But, uh, yeah, cornerback, I think they can get by up front. I think they can get by up front with what they have in terms of the interior guys with Anderson and Williams and then the, and Jenkins on the edge, um, you know, the, the Williamson and, and uh, Mosley in the middle with those guys back healthy, kind of savvy vets, and then the safeties through the middle there with Van Adams. But obviously the question is going to be cornerback. And, and, and who's going to be the cornerback opposite this year? I mean, you're looking at some pretty underwhelming names, which is why I think a lot of people are kind of salivating for a guy in Logan Ryan who, let's, let's face it, you know, he's not an all-pro. I mean, um, so this is, this is a situation where I think Jets – you know, the Jets fans are sort of overvaluing this guy based on the, you know, the need and how bad the other guys are in comparison who will be competing for that spot opposite this year. So I'll say this, if any of their starting frontline cornerbacks get hurt, they're going to be in deep trouble. Um, they don't have a lot of proven depth there. Bless Austin, Arthur Mollett, you know, Nate Harrison. I mean, come on, Quincy Wilson. I think that could wind up being a pretty good trade uh, for a six round pick. Uh, because he's got a chance to start, especially if they don't sign Logan Ryan. So the cornerback situation is going to be a concern again. I mean, when's the last time it wasn't a concern? I guess when they brought back Revis to play with Cromartie that first year, he came back. That would probably be the last time it wasn't a concern. On paper, it wasn't a concern. We didn't realize it was actually going to be a concern in reality, as certainly Week 17 against Buffalo showed us when Revis was giving Sammy Watkins 85 yards of cushion on every single play. How would you grade Joe Douglas's first offseason when you look at his strategy with the draft and with free agency and everything that he put together? There may be some moves here and there from here on out, but the bulk of his work now in terms of shaping the roster is done. What do you think? I'll, you know, I'll give him a B plus. I don't think he went and overspent for anybody, and that's the thing. That that's when you look at it and say, like, like last offseason, I think C.J. Mosley is going to be a pretty good player, but it's going to be really hard for him to justify fifty-one million dollars for a middle linebacker. I'm sorry, unless you're Ray Lewis, it's that's hard to justify. It's hard to justify putting that much money into that position. It, as much as I think he'll be a really good player for them this year, I don't know if he'll ever be able to live up to that number. $27 million for Le'Veon Bell coming off a year when he didn't play. So Joe Douglas didn't throw huge money. I'm like, all, you think of all those Mike McCagney contracts that just never panned out, whether it's Mosley so far, and maybe he's got a chance to, to, to redeem himself. Uh, you know, through no fault of his own, he was hurt. Um, you know, Le'Veon Bell, Jermaine Johnson, I mean, goodness. Uh, so I think Douglas sort of insulated himself against not that he cares about criticism per se against against going down the road, looking back and saying, man, he threw that much money at that guy. Because if these guys don't wind up painting out, you could say, Oh, you know what? Fair deal. You know, he didn't spend a ton of money on, on some of these guys. Obviously he had to invest at center. He had to invest at guard with McGovern and Van Roten. But I think the Jordan Jenkins deal, uh, you know, is a nice bar, you know, bargain deal. Uh, with this year, they are getting a guy, uh, you know, coming off a bad year, and they hope he can produce the way he did the year before. So there's some projecting here with some of these bargain contracts, which is always going to be the case. Um, but the, I think you have to recognize in free agency, like for example, like the Tremaine Johnson contract. Like there's a reason the Rams let that guy walk in free agency and didn't want to resign him. And the Jets threw a boatload of money at him, and now those reasons reveal themselves. And so. Uh, you really have to be careful in situations like that with thinking like, Oh, you know, this guy is going to be something great for us to justify this contract. And, and it, it doesn't always work out that way. 
And I think Joe Douglas went with the, you know, more of the volume approach because he had to, because the Jets had so many roster holes that it's not like he could throw a ton of money at one or two guys. So I think by necessity, that's sort of how it wound up working out. They didn't have, you know, the first, second, third most cap space in the league. Um, and so I give him a B plus. I think he did. It's hard to argue with what he did from a, like addressing positions. I think you could look at Robbie Anderson and say, should he have re-signed Robbie Anderson? And I think the Perryman situation won't so much determine that as the Mims pick will. Because, look, if Perryman's an average player uh, or he has a good year, he can go sign elsewhere next year. I think, the, obviously, you see, invest a second-round pick in a guy like Mims, I mean, that's a longer-term investment. So I think he, the comparison will be Mims and Anderson down the road, right? So the next two, three years, who's better? Uh, and if Mims is better, Douglas can look at everyone and say, hey, look, I, I got, a, got this guy second round, less money, didn't pay this other guy, and, he, and he's better. So uh, the, the Anderson thing is where you look at it and, and say, you know, maybe, maybe he should have overspent there, um, but we'll see how it turns out. Just because, right, it's not like Robbie Anderson's a proven number one receiver. So um, – I think he did a. I think Joe Douglas did a nice job. I mean, I think a B plus. Uh, he had a lot. He had a, a lot of concerns to address. But the bottom line is this: like, it's going to be a guy who he didn't draft, in Sam Darnold, who's going to determine really largely whether this team is good. If he can stay healthy and progress, the team will be better, and Joe will look good. You know, not like Joe drafted this guy. You know, you know what I mean. So, um, I think the. Darnold is going to be such a large determining factor in, in making Joe's moves look good, more so than the moves themselves, if that makes sense. Daryl, let's go down that Darnold rabbit hole since you opened up the portal for us. He had mono last year. We know that. He didn't quite make that jump that we were hoping for. He was marginally better. We were hoping for a lot better. Now that we know what the offensive line is going to look like and, for the most part, what his weapons are going to look like, what do you think we can expect from Darnold heading into year number three? I mean, let's just assume full health, right? I mean, because you can't go into a, a, you know assessing these things and say, well, I think he has four games. You know, like <laughs> let's assume he's fully healthy, you know, and and he's going into the second year in this offense. He's got a better offensive line. Does he have better playmakers? It's arguable. I mean, Chris Herndon being fully healthy, if you assume full health there, would be an upgrade certainly. Um, the line will help Bell be better, I think. Um, the receivers are a question mark. But, look, I mean, you could always find excuses. You can find excuses for every quarterback in the league. No one's situation is perfect. But this is year two in this guy in a system of a guy who's in the out of gauge who's supposed to be a quarterback developer. But a lot of it has to fall on Jim Darnold eventually, too. Like, plenty of quarterbacks who have, have done really good, you know, performed really well under coaches who are not Bill Belichick, right? You don't have to be the, you know, if a quarterback's really good, and his coach isn't, you know, Vince Lombardi or Bill Belichick. You know, a lot of guys are still fine. They can still p- perform pretty darn well. Um, let's look at what Philip Philip Rivers did in San Diego. All I mean, uh, L.A. with the Chargers or whatever in San Diego, mostly all those years. I mean, it's not like he had incredible coaches. It's not like they had a lot of team success, but the guy wound up putting up really awesome numbers. So, um, you know, I, I don't think you you have to have. You know, a, a, co- a coach who's going to make the quarterback be great. I think a lot of it is, you know, the guy who's good is not. And um, that's – the jury's still out on Sam Darnold. I've been saying this since, you know, the end of his rookie year. We don't know, and we still don't know, and that's okay. 
But I think we need to have a better idea by the end of the series. 26 starts in, 13 as a rookie, 13 last year. Um, you know, the mono thing, you know, it's that's in the past. Coming with a lingering shoulder issue or whatever. All his injury things should be and health issues should be behind him. Um, if he's fully healthy, he's got another year in, in Gase's offense here in year two. Uh, I don't think there's any excuses. I think there needs to be a big step from this guy, and he realizes that. Um, they need to, they need him to take a big step, or else they're going to have to think long and hard about what's next. I mean, obviously, you know, he'll play out the contract through um, through next season, um, and they'll have to decide what well, they'll have to decide next off season whether they pick up his fifth year option for what, 2022, 18, 19, 21, 2022 would be the fifth year option. So that decision, remember now, gets a lot harder. Because those fifth-year options now, starting with 2018 first-round picks, are fully guaranteed at the time the team picks it up. So the Jets are going to have to decide next offseason, do we want to lock in with Sam Darnold for two more years? It's no longer just guaranteed against injury. Those things kick in immediately. So Sam Darnold is going to have to show the Jets enough this season for them to say, we want you to not only play out the duration of your deal through 2021, but we want you back in 2022 for a significant number in that fifth-year option figure. So – this is a huge year for him. Um, I th- you know, he's, he's an earnest kid. He works hard. I think he, he's conscientious and he approaches things the right way. But there's a lot of guys who have that you know, attitude who just you know, didn't pan out you know, um, and just were average players. So the Jets need to decide whether, you know, whether he's their future by the end of the season. And that's a huge thing because it's 16 more games. You know, by that point, he'll play, have played, what, 42 games? You should know. I think you should have a pretty good idea of who he is 42 games in, or 40. Say he plays 14 games. 40 games in, you should know. Um, and so I, well, do I think he'll be better? I think he'll be better. Uh, do I think he's going to be, by the end of this year, you know, on the level of Lamar Jackson or you know, these Patrick Mahomes-type guys? No, I don't. I don't. I think he would have seen it by now. Um, you know, maybe that's being unfair, but I think you would have seen it by now. So I think he'll be good enough that where they, where they say they'll lock into him through 2022 because they don't want to start over again. Because if you tell if you decline his fifth-year option, then you're basically telling everybody you, you don't believe in this guy, and you, know, you might as well just draft a quarterback next spring anyway. How much of Adam Gase's future do you think is tied to Sam Darnold? Is there a scenario where Darnold doesn't make the leap and Gase still keeps his job in 2021 anyway? Or do you think it's basically a situation where if Darnold doesn't really make significant progress, Gase is more or less out of here? I, I tend to think that that would be the case. I, t- I t- would tend to think if he doesn't make progress, because if he doesn't make progress, it means the Jets aren't winning a lot of games, right? So seven wins. I know that they started poorly last year, but the bottom line is they finished with seven wins. So the expectation should be seven wins or more. And if you're eight and eight, you're pushing for a wild card spot this this year. You're probably not getting at a seven and nine. History says you're not getting even with the extra wild card spot. You're not getting in the playoffs at seven and nine. So I think seven wins or more needs to be the bar for Adam Gase. Um, and you're not winning seven games or more. You're probably not winning eight or nine games unless Sam Darnold makes progress. Can you win seven if he doesn't make progress? Yeah, and then 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 you have a decision to make. But I think if they win six, five. That probably means Darnold didn't play well, again, assuming full health. And that probably means Gase is gone. And uh, the wild card here is Woody Johnson. You know, with the presidential election coming up this year, what happens with, with Donald Trump if he, gets, if he gets ousted, then Woody Johnson's coming back in 2021. If Trump is reelected, 
then John Woody Johnson's still over there. So Christopher Johnson made the hire, but Woody Johnson's the owner of this team. So if he comes back in 2021, you know, there's another huge decision maker added to the mix for Adam Gase's future. Um, and they need to figure out, you know, do, do they, do they keep him around or um, do they start fresh again? So a lot of it. And then look, if, if they say if Darnold's terrible and they're saying, we're done with this guy, we're not picking up his option for 2022. Then at that point, you might as well just, just trade the guy or try to do something with him. I, I don't know what, but then draft a quarterback next year. Got to take another shot. <laughs> like, it's not like there's going to be a lot of good free agent quarterbacks available next year. So um, I, I'm sure the Jets are not looking at it with that through that pessimistic of a lens, but uh, absolutely Gase's, uh, you know, future has got to be tied to Donald because you know, they, they've made it no bones about the fact that they brought this guy in here to develop Sam Darnold. Uh, you know, they know that a lot of it's on Darnold too, but like, this is the, the, this is the deal. When you're an offensive minded coach who paints himself as a quarterback whisperer and um, you got to back it up. You, you, you got to develop the guy. Um, now, if Darnold's hurt again, that, that becomes probably a super frustrating thing for the, for the jets because then, then there's more unknown. Um, but again, I think if you assume full health, this is a guy who he has been fully healthy, really. I mean, with the exception of the foot injury three games the first year. The other thing was so fluky with Mono. It's not like uh, you could say, oh, you know, he's injury prone because he had Mono. So um, it's not like this is a guy who's brittle. Um, so I think you can you can assume that, you know, given history, there's a good chance he's going to play all 16 games. And if he does, it'll go a long way towards telling us what Sam Darnold actually is and whether or not Adam Gase is the right guy to bring out the best in him. A lot of questions to be answered for this 2020 season, and it's going to be a really, really interesting season for the future long term of this franchise. So I guess buckle up for what should be a bumpy but hopefully exciting ride. Daryl Slater covering the NFL for NJ.com and New Jersey Advanced Media. Thanks so much for coming on. It's been too long since we did this, Daryl. Got to have you back on more often. I know you don't cover the Jets the way that you used to, but you're still following them, sort of, so you got to come on a little bit more often. Can't have you on every nine months or whatever it is. It's ridiculous, right? Well, I'm happy to. I literally don't have anything else to do right now. <laughs> well, except, you know, write, write about these, you know, write about a season that may not even happen. You know, you, you know, you talk about it being a bumpy ride or whatever. Uh, I'm just hoping it'll be a ride at all. I mean, honestly, uh, we're just hoping that the, that a season happens. Of course, under under legitimate under the right circumstances. You know, you don't want to hope that they that they try to force something and you know the results in a massive public health crisis being uh, being furthered. So um, obviously, people who know a ton more than you and I do are going to make that decision, and it's sort of out of our hands. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's nice to be able to uh, have stuff to write about and have your job be relevant. Um, so it's like weird because we're kind of going on right now and we're, we're writing all these things about, you know, Logan Ryan or whoever. It's going to be a big upgrade for the Jets in 2020 maybe, you know, or whatever. Or whatever. Uh, and then there's this underlying current of like, oh, wait a minute, there might not be a season, but you're not going to write that in every story. You know, like, you know, asterisks on top of every story. By the way, there might not be a season. <laughs> like, I think everyone knows that by now, of course. But um, I think we're all kind of just going ahead right now and just uh, you know uh, operating under the assumption that there will be a, a season. Uh, but we'll see. And uh, I certainly hope there is. And, 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 you know, happy to come on. I Look, I, I'm 
could come on here anytime, of course. And I think, you know, you and I can have a lot more conversations before that decision is made about the season, right? I mean, I, I wouldn't guess that comes along until August, September. So there's going to be a lot more fun speculating off-season talk before we get to the point of the NFL saying season's delayed, season's canceled, right? So they're going to wait. Um, so we can do this a few more times and carry on and pretend like everything's fine. <laughs> it's sometimes nice to do that, I guess, you know, than, than just to stress about everything. There's enough of that. So, but yeah, happy to come on anytime, man. Plenty of chats to be had in the future. And of course, you should be reading Daryl's work over at NJ.com and following him at Daryl Slater. Real tough to remember that one. Daryl got a little creative there. He decided, uh, you know, should I go with some sort of wacky name? No, I'll just go with my birth name, <laughs> Daryl Slater. So you can find him on Twitter pretty easily. If you haven't given us a five star review on iTunes yet, if you could do that for us, really appreciate it. It doesn't take much time, it doesn't cost you any money, but it's a real easy way to help out the show. If you like what we're doing so if you could go ahead and do that for us we would be quite grateful and for the latest and greatest in new york jets podcast you know where to go that's turn on the jets digital and turn on the jets.com with lucky landslots you can get lucky just about anywhere dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom sorry sorry we're here we were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time no lucky land casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry in that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.